From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. The thing I would want, I would stress to our providers out there is we did a study uh, just about a year ago. Uh, we do a patient access journey report every year where we interview a thousand different uh, individuals. And in our last study in the, in the last spring, 25% of them cited that loyalty to, to the organization that they go to today is really the only thing that matters. That means 75% of them are out there looking for anybody. That's Scott Andrews of Kairos talking about optimizing the patient digital experience. We'll hear more from Scott in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsors. Join MGMA's Pathways Conference DX June 7th and 8th online. Our digital experience is built on three content areas vital to medical practice excellence, finance, operations, and data. Follow your path to excellence. Go to mgma.com events to register today. Breast cancer will impact one in eight women. The best way to decrease mortality in breast cancer is early detection. OwnSite Women's Health provides healthcare practices and providers with the ability to bring screening mammography in-house, giving their patients the ability to schedule a mammogram at the same time and location as their annual appointment. Partnering with OwnSite allows more women to keep up with their annual screening and gives anyone impacted by breast cancer a fighting chance. Learn more at OwnSiteWomen'sHealth.com. Our guest today is Scott Andrews, General Manager of Health Systems at Kairos. Scott is here today to talk about the key steps to take in optimizing the patient digital experience. Scott, welcome to the MGMA Insights Podcast. Daniel, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So currently, I've got that you're the general manager of health systems at Kairos. Uh, just for our listeners' sake, tell us a little bit about Kairos. What's the company's mission there? What are y'all's goals? What, what do we need to know about that as we have this discussion? Sure. Well, first off, hey, you got the name right, Kairos with two U's. That's a big <laughs> hurdle sometimes. And, you know, at, at Kairos, we, we have the pleasure to work with over 100 health systems, uh, 300,000 providers, 100 different health plan brands who serve, you know, over 90 million members. And collectively, we're, we're essentially just trying to make healthcare work better for everyone. And the way we're doing that is by building a, a data routing and scheduling platform that enables people to get connected to the care that they need when they need it. Okay. That, that helps. So with that said, what do you do there? What's your, we know what your title is now, but what's your day-to-day -day look like? Yeah. So I, I mean, I have the privilege, the pleasure to work with those hundred health systems as I focus a little bit more in on the provider side of the house. And really we're, we're, my day-to-day -day is to help our customers uh, meet the needs that they're looking for from a data management, from a patient access, 
from a digital channel perspective. And so I, I, I run the sales team. I'm in charge of our customer success, customer support, implementation, delivery organization. And so at the end of the day, you know, the buck kind of stops with me in terms of making sure that we're meeting the needs of our, our customers and our clients. And, and so on top of that, I'm just out there trying to learn and understand what consumers need, what our customers are looking for, and then how I can uh, better serve both of those uh, key stakeholders. Okay. Okay. That's, that's really helpful. So you're pretty busy then. <laughs> hey, but it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> that's the way I look at it too. I mean, it's better than the alternative to be very busy, be have your hands in a lot of things right now, a lot of things going on. And we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about patients, the patient experience, what's going on there, what you're learning in your research and, and working with providers as well. So talk about that then. Um, as we know, uh, a lot of studies have come out that there were, I mean, some troubling uh, statistics, some troubling information out there that patients were delaying care. So what can you tell us about that through your research, through working with providers? What's going on as far as that's concerned? Yeah, no, I mean, certainly the, you know, the last couple of years have been tough on, on everybody. And, and one of the things that's been an impacted by that is, as, is people have been afraid in, in many instances to go to their provider because out of fear of, you know, of getting sick. And, and, and so that's, that's meant delay in care, right? So that, that could mean a lot of different things. It could mean that if you have a chronic condition, it's getting worse. It could mean that you've missed a diagnosis or the diagnosis is a year or two later than what it originally would have been caught at. And so all of those things are impacting the health of the general public. Now, the good news here is, you know, the industry did pivot in a way really that was unprecedented for it because, you know, healthcare is, is traditionally a slow moving industry. Um, you know, there is the Hippocratic Oath, right? First, let's make sure we're not doing any harm. And, uh, but, you know, in the last couple of years, there was a lot of telehealth innovation that happened so that uh, consumers, patients could at least be seen um, through a televisit uh, with their provider. So that, that helped to offset some of those gaps in care that were, were occurring. Um, and, and so the good news there is that at least there was some, you know, some sort of maintenance of health happening and that's continuing. I think that uh, consumers kind of like the convenience of that and are looking to make sure that that, um, that, that uh, outlet persists, even as things are starting to get a little bit more normal here in the, in the springtime. Okay. So we're talking about what's happening from that perspective of delaying care for the patient. What about the providers though? I mean, we have at MGMA, we've done some different research on that and we know the pain points that um, some of those providers have had, but in your research and in your working with providers, what are you seeing there? What are the implications that that's having on the providers as well? And where's that, yeah, sure. where is that trending as well? Yeah, so, so there's, there's, a, there's an operational impact and then there's a financial impact, right? Like, so, you know, financially, if, if, if patients aren't coming in the door, that's how these providers, you know, make their living. And, and, um, and so that has a direct impact, not only to the individual providers, but to all of their staff. Um, you know, so there, there's that aspect of it. But then if you think about operationally, 
Now what's happening is as, as people are starting to go back in to see their provider, the, the, the calendars are getting all jammed up and, and it's, get, it's harder and harder and harder or the wait times are getting spread out longer because of the demand that's out there right now, given the, given the, the bullets or, or the delays we had in care over the last 18 months or so. And so what that means is it's really, really paramount for a provider to have insight into their, their availability, allow their patients and consumers who are looking for them to understand their availability and to, to do it in a very, very convenient manner, right? So if you're a, a consumer, a, a patient in healthcare, you really care about you know, three things is the way I like to simplify, cost, quality, and convenience. And you've got to make sure that those elements are visible for a consumer when they're looking for a provider so that they can make the choice that makes sense for them. Cost, you know, that's a pretty straightforward one in many, many ways. You, you need to understand whether or not they accept the insurance that you have within your current employment status. Um, and, and that's, that's uh, certainly uh, uh, point number one. I think from a convenience perspective, that gets back to that availability point I was hiding uh, or just highlighting. So when, uh, when can I get in to see you? And not only when, but where? Uh, you know, I want to, I don't want to have to trek all the way downtown uh, because now I'll probably be stuck in an hour's worth of traffic to do that. Can I get an appointment that happens to be, you know, in my town, down my, down the block or, or whatever the case may be. And then quality. And, and so you've got to make sure that you're highlighting for the people that are looking for you, who you are as a provider today, where you're credentialed, where are you credentialed, where did you study? Um, and, and all of those factors enable a, a consumer to make the right choice for them. And hopefully that's for the provider as well. Okay. So <laughs> in a lot of ways, we, we really are putting some empowerment in, in the hands of the patients. We're allowing them to make some of that decision, decision uh, those decisions as well. Um, their expectations are changing. I mean, we, we uh, have all been trained, uh, you know, in this sort of Amazon world where we can go out there and make all of these uh, decisions. We can get something with a simple click. We expect that, if possible, in our healthcare as well. So how, I kind of alluded to that, so consumer expectations are changing. They are, they're, we're so trained to go on these apps and have the food ready for us or the, whatever the goods are that we need. What do practice leaders need to know? How do they yeah. change their mindset? Maybe they've been in the healthcare world 20 years, they're used to doing it a certain way, but they've got to make some adjustments too there to meet the consumer's needs. Yeah, I mean, it's that it's that convenience factor, right? I mean, you, mm -hmm. you highlighted it, we're used to a, an on demand streamlined friction free experience in everything that we do and, and healthcare is no different. And the, the thing I would want I would stress to our providers out there is, we did a study uh, just about a year ago, uh, we do a patient access journey report every year where we interview a thousand different uh, individuals. And in our last study in the, in the last spring, 25% of them cited that loyalty to, to the organization that they go to today is really the only thing that matters. So that means 75% of them are out there looking for anybody. Yeah. Right. And so you need to make sure that you're positioning yourself to attract those 75% who are, who loyalty doesn't matter to them anymore. And whether that's 
the ability to schedule an appointment online because we're doing everything else online, whether that is a telehealth visit that even though you know we're we're past the you know the hopefully the 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 worst of this pandemic, people are still looking for that form of convenience. And so I would stress to any provider to make sure that you are online with the schedule, you're offering those telehealth visits, you're identifying which insurances you accept, and it's easy for the consumer to figure that out. And if you can do that, you're going to have a better chance than not of attracting those consumers um, when, when they're out there looking. Okay. So you've laid the groundwork then. Uh, be accessible, have that technology in place. Um, but let's take that a step further then. How do you optimize that digital experience and that access for the patient then? What are the ways to do that? So it is, because I just want to back up there. I've been in uh, a couple of portals here and there, and it's it's not the user experience I'm used to. You know, it's it's I'm I'm get a little lost. You know, we're yeah. so whatever we think of set. I just keep using Amazon as an example because I have a lot of boxes of theirs in my garage right now. But you just find it, and and they have the algorithms and the stuff I want. It just pops up and tells me to buy it again. So, um, but. But we want that kind of access as well. And let's just face it, a lot of people who are seeking healthcare, they may not be the most tech savvy in the world. So you want that really great user experience. So how do we optimize it? How do we make that accessible for all patients there? Yeah, I mean, I think the key, Daniel, is, is in healthcare providers, health systems, they, they invest so much money in their EMR, their electronic medical record. And, and so they oftentimes then feel like they need to use that electronic medical record and the capabilities that those organizations bring to bear first and foremost, which is a logical place for somebody to perhaps start their thinking. Where, wh however, what I see out there in the, in the market is that there are best of breed solutions that can help you solve these problems. And EMRs, the, those electronic medical records are not necessarily positioned to do that. You just alluded to the fact that the experience you have in a portal is, is frankly suboptimal because it's not designed for that. Mm -hmm. So you want to partner with organizations that can help you think through what does a consumer care about from a digital experience? Obviously, folks like Kairos, we're out there helping them to mm -hmm. do that. We're developing applications that are consumer tested and heat map tested so that we can make sure that we're, de we're delivering the experience that not only that our customers want, but that those consumers want. And so I would just stress that this needs to be uh, an important component of any provider's operations. And outside of the EMR, it's probably the next most important thing you could be doing right now because we're in a digital age and you want to make sure you're, you're keeping up with the times and the expectations. Okay. Okay. You gave me a lot to think about. I, I got kind of lost in there with the, it's heat map tested. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's where our eyes are going on the screen, right? And where those right. clicks are going. So you don't want the stuff that where you need to take them next is, is getting lost there. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, think about that Amazon experience, Daniel, yeah. right? Like you can buy something now in one click. Now right. that's good and bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> for the pocketbook and <laughs> when I have to do the budgeting that month. Yes, of course. That's right. And so and so you want to create those experiences that minimize the number of clicks that somebody has because 
because they're so used to that on all other aspects of their lives, they're going to get frustrated and they might just drop off, right? Yeah. And they'll go find somebody else who's designed something that's easier for them, simpler for them. And so that's, that's what I get. That's what I'm getting at when I think, say things like heat map tested. Mm -hmm. I want to shift this just a little bit because I was talking to some of your team earlier today and we were talking about our work situation. We were talking about are we working remote? Are we back in the office? Are we in that hybrid uh, experience there? And all of those are options. And I'll just tell you personally, the hybrid model has at times, it, I love the flexibility of it, but it throws me off because I get used to, I get everything geared and set up at home, but then I go into the office and it's a different thing. And then oh my gosh, did I forget a couple of the things that I needed to bring back and forth with me? And I almost just want to do that. But I want to talk about this from a patient access experience. That flexibility is incredible for the patient. But how do you also make sure that you are educating them and, and providing them with the best experience so they're not on a different level experiencing what I have a couple of times where maybe they are leaving some things uh, at home if they come into the office or um, just the environment or getting that little bit of a shock to, well, I was doing everything at home. Now I'm commuting. Now I'm driving into the office. So there are some different things to put into place. How do we do that where it's, again, optimal for the patient? So they're comfortable with hybrid in-office or uh, strictly, you know, tele televisits as well. Yeah, it, it, it all goes back to the the underlying data and the experience that you're creating right and so when an individual is out there searching for a provider they're searching for a provider they're searching for a location perhaps they're they're searching for an appointment purpose type and when based upon you know you you want to create an experience that allows them to search on what matters to them most mm -hmm. and you can do that you know relatively straightforward by just asking a couple of questions in the booking process are, are you looking for a tell? Are you looking for a provider that's a tele that is delivering telehealth right now? Do you want to have that that visit to be in person? Um, and it, and by giving those choices to the individual in that process, a they may it makes them feel like they're in control, and b it resonates with them that you've been thoughtful about how what, what is it I'm looking for, and then depending upon their their answers, then you're prompting them with what they need to do as part of that 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 upcoming visit. But the key is to make sure that the entire process is integrated, not only in terms of their search experience, but then when they schedule that appointment, they need to be prepared for what it is they need to bring. Okay, I need to show up with a lab test or not. I need to um, be in a quiet room if I'm going to do a televisit and it's got to be on a, you know, on an iPad of a certain speed, you know, like all of those instructions have to be there for them so that they know what they need to do on each one of the steps in their journey, no matter if it's in person, televisit, some other form. Yeah, my, my next question follows that because that's really what we, I think we worry about then. So what are the concerns for those patients who don't have the technology set up or they don't have those resources or they're in a, a rural community and it's there's there's some barriers to entry for them how do you uh, bridge that gap so to speak yeah it's a really good question what my reply back daniel would be it's rare that people don't have a cell phone okay and so when you're designing your solutions 
you need to make sure that they're designed in a mobile first from a mo mobile first perspective because we already know today we see the data you know 75 80 percent of the searches are happening on mobile right it's not actually on a desktop or an ipad it's it's in, it's in it's in a cell phone and so by designing it with that in mind first and having the ability to switch to a span and uh, you know another language like spanish you enable people from all walks of life to have access to the information that they need to get the care that they're looking for okay um scott i have i have loved this conversation but i, I want to give you a moment then for any closing thoughts anything i didn't ask you about this patient access or how help how, how uh how practices can optimize their connections there, their digital connections with the uh, patients as well. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think I like to, to summarize it by saying, you've got to make sure that people can find care everywhere they're looking. And more often than not, you know, 60% of the time when folks are looking for a new provider, they're going to go to a Google or to a Bing or some sort of search engine. And so you also want to make sure that you are being represented in those mediums. And so ensure that you're, you're actually, you know, uh, tagging yourself from a Google My Business perspective, you're capturing that information, you're, you're ensure that you're out there and that, you're, and that it's accurate and up to date. And if you can't do that, find a partner that can help you with that, because that's where people are starting. Then they might end up on a health system website or a health plan website as part of that process. And so you want to make sure that information is up to date in those areas as well. And if you can do that, if you know that your data is consistent across all of those channels, you're going to give yourself a much better chance of attracting, converting and converting these consumers into patients. Okay. Well, Scott, I have really enjoyed getting to talk with you. we got to have you on the show again. And uh, hey, look forward to it. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Well, Daniel, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate the time and thanks for all that you do here. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Scott Andrews, General Manager of Health Systems at Kairos. We also want to thank MGMA's DX Conference and OnSite Women's Health for sponsoring this week's show. Join MGMA's Pathways Conference DX, June 7th and 8th, online. Our digital experience is built on three content areas vital to medical practice excellence, finance, operations, and data. Follow your path to excellence. Go to mgma.com slash events to register today. Breast cancer will impact one in eight women. OnSite Women's Health provides healthcare practices and providers with the ability to bring screening mammography in-house. Partnering with OnSite allows more women to keep up with their annual screening and gives anyone impacted by breast cancer a fighting chance. Learn more at OnSiteWomensHealth.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com. Or you can find me on Twitter 
at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.